Hello, what's the crack? You are very welcome to episode, and I have the number right this week. The last couple of ones, I got the number wrong. But this is episode 20 of the Gilroy's World Podcast. As always, massive shout out to Nilo for letting me do the song. Questions and the intro of the podcast. Um, speaking of, he is featuring on a new song that's coming out tomorrow that I think is going to be the biggest tune in Irish hip-hop this year. So, it's um, God Knows. He's an artist from Limerick, I believe. Limerick or Clare, that direction. And um, he has a song called Who's Asking? And it's a great tune. But earlier in the year, he released a Southwest All-Stars remix. He got a couple of um, artists from around the Southwest. He's Hazy Hayes, Gavin Da Vinci, Denise Chayla, and it's amazing. But now he's remixing again with the East Coast All Stars, and um, I'm mind blown at how good the lineup for it is. So obviously you've God knows on it; it's his track, and then you have Nilo, as I mentioned, Rebel Phoenix, and Mango. Three of three of them are definitely top five artists, uh, hip hop artists we have in the country right now. Um, it's going to be insane. It's going to be so so good. Uh, I think I'm assuming the song's dropping at midnight and then there's a video will be dropping tomorrow afternoon and um, it's it's going to be amazing honestly if you're listening to this the day this drops listen to it tomorrow if not listen to it right now it's going to be class I haven't even heard like a snippet of a, or a preview but I just know based off the last remix with the Southwest Gang and just the I've, I've spoken about these three lads on the um on the podcast before i think very highly of them as artists and i think all of them together it's just i think it's going to be the the biggest track of the year in hip-hop um but in a close second it's been a good week for irish hip-hop kojak has made his comeback uh he did a song with on the colors youtube channel um if you're not familiar it's it's a pretty big deal like a lot of artists who would be i suppose considered up and coming um, appear on this channel and and you know perform one of their songs. But he released a new song called Schmelly, which is a great great name for a song. Um, but the fact that he got onto this channel is is pretty big. Like um, like Amine, you might have heard who he is. He's a, he's a really big artist from America. He was on that. He I don't know if did that kickstart him or what, but it it definitely gets a lot of eyes onto you as an artist. So that's massive for Kojak, especially to get an international audience i believe but um yeah between kojak's new tune and what god knows is dropping tomorrow a good week a good week for for hip-hop in ireland um now i'm coming to you on a thursday i probably should have mentioned that first uh, i'm changing i'm changing the, the the scheduled thursdays because i've actually launched a new podcast called good news tuesdays which um Feel free to go check it out. It's a lot more positive and zen. Maybe maybe not more zen. It's it's basically just a podcast where every Tuesday I'm going to be sharing only good news because um the premise behind it is that me and probably everyone else is just fucking sick to death of all the bad news that's going on in the world. That's all that's happening like, between social media and the actual news. Like all I'm seeing is bad stuff. And it was actually inspired by the one good news story that I saw last week of those two girls in Galway who were went missing on their pedal boats 
paddle boats surfboard things whatever and um were found like hours later and um just the reaction to that story was massive so now every tuesday i'm going to be doing good news and i'll still be doing this every second thursday and actually you know what it's probably you're probably like listening like why the fuck are you launching another podcast like i only said a couple of weeks ago i'm struggling with this one i think this one will be a bit the new one will be a bit easier to produce um because i have like i know exactly what i'm doing every week with it i'm just going finding good news from both ireland and around the world and share a couple of stories it's only short like the first episode is like 15 minutes um but it's just easier to produce than this where with this i still don't even know what i'm doing with this one honestly i'm just kind of winging it uh well, I know what I'm, do- I'm doing this week on, I-, I have a section on Kenya coming up, but yeah, it's just, it's just an easier one to produce, and like I found launching this new one, Good News Tuesdays, um, it was, I had a, an easier time rolling it out than I did with, with this, the Gilroy's World podcast, because obviously I had a bit of experience, I knew more so what I was doing, I knew how to promote it, like I did a trailer and everything for this one and um yeah i'm excited for it i th- i i i think it's going to be i think i th- i think it will surpass the killer's world podcast in terms of like listeners and stuff cuz even like the first episode of the new one i've had more listeners on that than on this one when i launched it which i suppose you know i've built a, a small bit of a extra following through this podcast it might be people from that or something but yeah, it's exciting. Go to, feel free to go check it out. It, it is a lovely, it is a lovely podcast. If I do say so myself, it's um, I just want I just want it to be positivity. But the only hard thing about it is, like I I want to make it more family friendly, um, more safe for work. So like I'm trying not to swear. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I fucking swear all the time. So that's that's a challenge. But it's also forcing me myself to be more positive as a person. I suppose. Because obviously, like, I'm focusing just on good news, and and then when I'm recording it, I'm trying to portray myself, you know, try to push those good vibes out through your ears, or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, it's nice. I I I was very happy with the first episode, and that's rare. Usually, like with this podcast, there's been a lot of episodes of like, I'm only putting this out for the sake of it. But even with the first one, I was like, it wasn't great for this one. But with with the new one it's good it's going to be a good podcast i think um yeah let's transition into our next our next thing next section jesus words man so last week i spoke about staycations and how great they are i thought they were so great from my trip to galway that i went on another one last week I, uh, I ended up going to Kerry, down to Killarney, for a couple of days last week, camping, and it was just perfect. It was, I needed just to kind of get away from everything for a while, I needed to just put myself into a space where I could relax, um, you know, just gather my thoughts on everything, on life, on where I want to go creatively, which is actually like, I came up with the new podcast idea when I was down there um it was just very very zen the weather was gorgeous for the most part i think it rained like one day or two days something like that but um one of the days it was like the hottest day of the year or something like that it was fucking lovely and i went up around the mountains 
down around the lakes and everything and like I don't know what it is but when I'm like standing at a spot like just staring at a mountain I just get very inspired for some reason it's weird but it's just it's just the best like I I, I was there with my mom and we were looking at a mountain at one stage and it was just like we were both we both we pull in the car and we stopped and we literally just stared across a valley at a mountain for probably like 10 minutes in like silence we're just like staring at it and how just how fucking cool it looked um so yeah i did that last week it was it was nice i hadn't been camping in a while um well besides like festivals and stuff but i have that's only because i have to because i i i'm not a fan of camping usually but i did enjoy this now i must say um and like campsite people are a different breed and like that's 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 in a good way like i don't know what it is but there's just this weird nice community feeling about it um so like next to us we had this old lady who was there with her boyfriend who's not her boyfriend she was saying that um i don't know she's been friends with this guy for since she was like 10 or 11 or something like that and then like she got married and then got divorced and i don't know was he in love with her the whole time or something like that and now they go on little trips together um so that was nice and she had two dogs and they were so fucking cute you might have seen them on my instagram two little chihuahuas who i thought chihuahuas were like kind of like nippy barky dogs but um they were so calm and so quiet and i really enjoyed sitting down petting two chihuahuas um yeah it was lovely you just you just chat to everyone there like across from us then we had this um older lesbian couple from think they said leash and they said they got out just before those counties went into lockdown so essentially what they're doing now is they're caravanning around ireland until they can go home so um yeah just people like that just for a lot of friendly people um but it was lovely honestly like as i said like driving up around the mountains and stuff and we went down to dingle and places like that and it's just i maintain that when the weather is good here there is no better country to be. You can go you can go on your holidays to fucking Spain or south of France, whatever. But when the weather's nice, Ireland's the nicest country in the world. There's nothing beats it. Um like if we had tropical weather in the summer, I'd never leave this country. It's just so gorgeous. Um when it's nice. Especially around that area. I I have a massive soft spot for, for Kerry and Killarney and stuff like that, just because they're so many nice views there you know like the ring of Kerry is just full of them like just even like just driving and like you could come across this rock built into the middle of the road you have to drive under it it's just class it's the views are unbelievable and obviously like nice weather helped but i was lucky that it was last week and not this week because uh storm ellen hit last night and uh holy fucking shit that was that was something that was something um i i've never experienced winds like that before even ophelia wasn't that bad i don't think so we're lucky our power didn't go but our bins went flying at one stage so i thought i had them safe i had them kind of tucked into a corner and i was like ah they won't go anywhere next thing i went out and i saw that one of them was across the road so we had to get those in and i picked up the red or recycling bin which i think was empty and uh just a gust of wind came and i nearly literally took off it was like fucking they're like mary poppins except instead of the umbrella was a a recycling wheelie bin 
it was crazy and even like when i stepped out just like a, the rain was like knives it was insane um and i'm surprised that the trees around my house didn't fall there's it was looking a bit dodgy at one stage but and that, like it wasn't even that bad for us because we're not like coastal coastal like we're relative we're not you know we're not even that close to the coast but like i can't imagine west cork got battered by it apparently um so yeah it was a bit nuts but everyone's all right a couple of trees down i know a couple of my friends are like trapped on their roads because uh there are trees down but other than that not as bad we battened down the hatches didn't lose didn't lose our bins well lost them temporarily but we got them back yeah it was crazy but thank god if if that had hit last week when i was camping that wouldn't have ended well and especially because like i saw somebody was saying that um someone's reporting that i think cork is the top destination for staycations this year and obviously a lot of that would be camping and especially in west cork where probably the nicest part of cork so i hope people found alternate accommodation alternative accommodation um because imagine being in a small fucking shitty tent when that hits no thanks like as i said earlier on i i hate camping normally but during a storm no no not great um so yeah that was my that was my staycation in Kerry and storm ellen which caused damage but not enough damage to i don't know that was going somewhere <coughs> excuse me my brain shut off halfway through there caused damage but not enough damage to cry about for me anyway I'm, I, I actually don't know what the damage is like i'm, I'm putting my foot in my mouth here right now um anyway next section let's talk about kenya west right let's talk about kanye i wasn't sure really what direction to go with this i'm still not 100 percent what direction i'm going to take i'm just gonna go gonna go off the head and see what happens i was gonna do like a strictly biographical thing um which i am a bit but i want to kind of more talk about his impact as an artist because i firmly believe that kanye west doesn't there's not been anyone as influential as him in a very long time he's he's definitely the most influential artist um of our time whether you like his music or not, whether if you're a fan of him or not, it's hard to, to deny that he is, like, the biggest artist in terms of influence. And um, I'm going to try to explain that to you now. So he started, um, he was producing beats. He started as a producer. He's a producer turned rapper. He started producing beats in the 90s around Chicago. He, um, he was producing for smaller artists but the songs he had produced for these smaller artists featured the likes of Nas, Raekwon, Eminem, stuff like that. So big lyrical artists. But he didn't get his his big break came in two thousand and one. So in two thousand and one, he 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 had moved to New York. He was um, he ended up working with Jay Z, and I come I'm convinced I I maintain I've I've been saying it for a while. I think that Jay Z wouldn't have the status he has now. If it wasn't for Kanye West coming onto the Blueprint, so the Blueprint was the the, the album that Kanye worked on first, and it, it's probably Jay Z's best album. And from then, Jay Z just 
skyrocketed even more than he really was. He was already at top of the game, but I think we wouldn't have recent Jay-Z if it wasn't for Kanye. I think I read somewhere, I'm not 100% sure that Jay-Z was considering just hanging up the gloves, hanging up the boots, whatever the fucking saying is, and um, retiring from music and living off whatever millions he had made at that stage. Then Kanye came in and gave him a new boost, I suppose, in inspiration from his production. So Kanye did end up signing with Rockefeller Records, um, which is was Jay-Z's label, um, as a producer. So he Kanye really wanted to rap. Kanye wanted to just, as he's done for his whole career, he, he, he never wants to be boxed into one thing. Like he's 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 a producer, a rapper now into fashion, but he he didn't want to say as that. But Rockefeller, they weren't, they didn't want to give it to him. But they signed him as a producer because they didn't want him to move to anyone else. Say, so did that. Kept producing. He he had this like chipmunk soul type of production thing, and people actually credit Kanye with. They say it's the death of gangster rap. I don't. I wouldn't say it's the death of it, but it it very much moved, um, the style of hip hop, away from that. So at the time, a lot of like most people were focusing on just that style. But he he opened up, I suppose, the floodgates for this new, this new type of production, with his songs. And and you can hear it. Any of his already produced songs, or even songs from his first album, it's a lot different to what would have been going on at the time. So he signed with Rockefeller. Eventually, he obviously nagged his way to um, getting an album out released with them after um, after working with Jay-Z. So he released The College Dropout in 2004. And I think the coolest fucking thing about this is his first single. So he was driving home from the studio one night and he got into a really bad car crash. F- completely fucked up, like he probably he very much could have died in that car crash it was so bad but he released his first single from from the album off the back of that called through the wire he recorded the whole song with his his jaw wired shut now that's fucking class that's really really cool so that that kind of kickstarts them then off like that that is college dropout is a, a legendary album college dropout is it's an inspiring album it was back when kanye wasn't he wasn't a big deal. He wasn't as big a deal as he is now. So I suppose it was more relatable. Um, you know, it, it was him on the come up. He he sang Spaceships. Spaceship, sorry, from that album. I don't know if did it ever release as a single. It wouldn't be one of his more well-known songs. Like, it wouldn't be like Jesus Walks or, or even Through the Wire. But in that song, he talks about when he used to work with The Gap. And he was, I don't know just working on the floor there stocking shelves something like that and how much he fucking hated that job um like the first first few lines are like if a manager insults me again i will be assaulting him and then song goes on about how he wants to get into a spaceship and fly and it's 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 an amazing song it's like my go-to motivation song but so that was when he worked with the gap you've probably seen the news recently he has signed with his clothing brand yeezy a deal with gap worth was it a billion dollars something like that anyway and like don't tell me that's not cool don't tell me that like going from working for someone and hating your job so much to eventually getting to a point where this company that you used to work in a shop for 
wants to collaborate on your clothing and pay you so much money and like the boost that Gap got in their stocks and stuff like that from that was insane so yeah the cause drop it was the first album it was amazing then he went on to like the thing with Kanye is he has no two albums by Kanye are the same every single one of his albums are different um which is incredible like you know a lot of artists would would find their sound once they land on something that's them for life like if he was like that we'd still be hearing the chipmunk soul samples and stuff like that but he as i said doesn't want to be compartmentalized if that's the right word into just one box so second album late registration i like i think of all his albums the two most similar are his first two but after that it goes off but with late registration he wanted to see how far he'd ex- he could expand hip-hop so he brought in um a lot of strings with that he brought in like a whole orchestra and it's just a very beautiful beautiful album but on this this is when kenya started becoming the kenya that we know so this is around the time of hurricane katrina where i think it was some there was some charity thing going on you've probably seen this clip it was kenya and mike myers talking about like raising funds for it and um and Kanye just out of nowhere drops on live TV, I think, in on the camera, that George Bush doesn't care about black people. Now, this was a massive controversy at the time. People were like, holy shit. Um, Bush was very annoyed. He called it a disgusting moment. He's on record as saying that. And this was like the first time that Kanye said something that got him on national media, say. And... Um, it, it it wouldn't be the last at all but uh yeah like it it that was him the start of him being like a controversial figure say um off that album so obviously he, he didn't have the platform to do that kind of stuff after college dropout but late registration he became like a big star like this is the song this is the album that had gold digger on it gold digger was like the biggest fucking tune ever in like 2005 2006 um so that was the start of that. And then just from there, he grew. After the album came out, he went on tour U2, the biggest rock band in the world. They brought a rapper on tour to open for him. And after this, um, he was inspired. So he wanted to make bigger music. He was he was obviously opening for them in these big stadiums, like U2 don't play small venues. Big stadiums around the world. And that inspired him to make his next album, Graduation. So, thing with Graduate, like Graduate, College Dropout, Late Registration and Graduation is like a perfect trilogy of albums, I think. I I go back and listen to them all the time. I fucking love them. But this is when Kanye blew up. This is when he went global. So at the time, there was um, a bit of, I suppose, friendly competition between himself and 50 Cent. 50 Cent, who, had, who was one of the biggest rappers at the time. Um, everyone knows what 50 Cent is, but, you know, he was at his peak then, let's say. So his album Curtis was dropping at I think it was on the same day. Yeah, it was the same day as graduation. So, you know, publications built this up as this big competition between the two of them. And um Kanye ended up winning. And that that was like a turning point for Kanye's career. Because he not who so fifty cent big gangster rapper. So this goes back to the whole thing of Kanye killing gangster rap. Um blew it out of the park with graduation. You know, this is where you had stronger Can't Tell Me Nothing, all these great tunes. And um and the thing about this album as well is 
Daft Punk, I don't know that they helped produce the whole album, but they, they were on stronger, as you can hear the vocals. It's, it's like a mix of their song. Daft Punk are such a big act that, you know, you don't work with Daft Punk. They come to you and they handpick you. So the fact that they had picked Kanye was just another step for him. That just completely blew him up entirely. Um, I mean, since then, I think the only act that Daft Punk have picked like that is is the weekend, and and look at him now, he's he's flying right now. Um, so that was like, yeah, his first three albums were incredible, but then it was kind of after this that he just became like on a on a god level of music. Um, and this is where like the big the bigger influence of him, obviously, he had influenced Jay Z's career, which turned out massively for him. But then after this, um, he was on top of the world. He was he was king. But from here, he grew. So unfortunately, after graduation dropped, his mother passed away from a heart attack following cosmetic surgery, which Kanye had paid for, I think. I believe a lot of the stuff that's happened with Kanye recently in terms of his mental health, his mental state loops back to that and i think he carries a bit of blame for it which um obviously it wasn't his fault but i suppose because he he had reached this level where he could afford to pay for cosmetic surgery for his mother he he ties it all back to that um so that happened then afterwards he broke up with his long-term fiance alexis pfeiffer i believe they had been together since before his first album dropped so he was in a weird space at this time and this was the the start of not the doubt from the outside looking you'd say it was the downfall of Kanye because this is when the press started going at him all the time constantly he became more erratic in what he did um but it also sparked some of his best work creatively so after his mother died he released 808s and Heartbreak which you know listen to Graduation and then listen to 808s they are completely different things like 808s or, or graduation like this big fucking stadium hip-hop big anthems stadium anthems what I for that 808s more stripped back no rapping very very little rapping it's it's mostly singing and obviously that's that stemmed from both his mother dying his his relationship falling apart um and it, it's just a look at him dealing with grief pain alienation i suppose because as his as his stuff got more erratic the press started turning on him even more um he what did he call the album what did he call it pop art is what he what he called it and he said that hip-hop is over for him uh thankfully it wasn't because uh it was it was that was the same year that he released he or he featured on estelle's american boy which is another great tune but um yeah, he he was he was he was in a very off state when that came out, and then snowballing again after this came um, a little a little thing that you might you might have heard of when he jumped up on the stage during the VMAs when Taylor Swift won was a video of the year her best female video over Beyonce. So uh, yeah, that was. Uh, that was a moment in time, let's say. So, 
there's so much come out since that happened so you know the story taylor swift wins the award kanye jumps up on stage takes the mic from her um unfortunately and announces to everyone that what he says like taylor i'm gonna let you finish but beyonce had the best video of all time for uh was it love on top or no it was single ladies i think which you know you know what he's actually fucking right he should i don't condone him jumping up on stage and, and taking that moment away from Taylor Swift, but i don't even know what song taylor swift won that award for i don't know the video but the single ladies video is iconic everyone knows the dance everyone knows the tune everyone knows the video so he was right in that sense shouldn't have jumped up on the stage but then from here like kanye west was public enemy number one no no one took that well whatsoever rightfully so in a sense you know it was a shitty thing to do on his part um but you know maybe not all of the attacks on him was fair were, were fair but since then now he can't catch a break he is now he's scrutinized for everything he does since that it, it's all stemmed from this which in one sense yeah his own fault he shouldn't have done that but also you know he's become a very easy target for the press but if I had a time machine and I went and I could go back to that VMAs and I could be in there, I wouldn't stop it only because after this happened, Kanye went on to produce one of the best albums of all time. One of the best albums of all time, bar none. It is, um, he went on to make My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is just a legendary album both in terms of Kanye's discography and just in general one of the best albums ever produced so after the whole Taylor Swift thing he decided to take a break from everything he he isolated himself basically from everything I think he moved to Japan for a while um Italy for a while where he wouldn't have been as big of a star so he wouldn't have been as, he wouldn't be noticed whereas like if he lived in LA and walked down the street he'd be caught immediately so I went to Japan for a while went to Italy but it was during this break is when so okay before my beautiful art was fantasy we'll talk about just the fashion so he, he he's pivoting into fashion to stage he takes he takes his time off and um he wants he took time out took time off from music wants to focus on fashion so he'd already up at this point he'd been collaborating with a couple of labels um nike being one of them um with sneakers I mean, if you're a fan of Kanye, the Red October's, so fucking sick. I love those shoes so much. I wish I had some, but they're extremely rare right now. So, took his time off, um, and he launched his first collection of clothing. I think it was in 2011, and I think I think it was in Paris or something like that. So it's a big thing. And um, he he he. After he was exiled, when he I think it was when he was in Italy, he found like all his inspiration from being in um, what was, it, was it Rome or Milan or something like that, and that kind of sparked him thinking like, I can do more than just music. And this is it. This is this is my next thing. So he went from pro- producer to rapper to fashion industry giant as you as you know now like since he's since he's launched yeezy but um yeah went into fashion and then so during this break he made the best one of the best albums of all time um 
my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is I could probably do like there could probably be a documentary made on this album so he was around the world in places like that he wouldn't be known as well as I said so but I think it was was a Hawaii he ended up settling in and just isolating himself from everything from the press hiding from everything and he was kind of like secretly flying artists out to work on this album with him and um it was like i i remember seeing stuff but i i don't have it in front of me here but like those studio sessions apparently he was like taking it super seriously he had all these like signs up on the walls it was like no tweeting no talking to blogs no focusing no focusing on other music just focus on this like he was in tunnel vision mode I, somebody i think somebody did an interview saying that um everyone had to wear like tuxedos in the studio like he was what i don't know what mindset he was in but whatever it was came out with one of the best albums of all time and um and going back to the influence actually i forgot to mention it for, so his last album 808s after his mother died stuff to sing and stuff if there's no 808s there's no Drake and there's no Kid Cudi. Two massive artists. Drake, biggest artist in the world right now. Without 808s, there's no Drake. Um, Kanye even produced some of Drake's early stuff that blew up. He gave him songs that he had produced for himself to Drake. Um, and then My Beautiful Artist Fantasy again. He, Kid Cudi played a big part in that. Well, actually from, I suppose from 808s onwards. Like My Beautiful Artist Fantasy, I think that was would have been the first um big collaborations between uh Kanye and and, and Cudi and then like that went on I think he's he's featured on, on, on all of his albums since bar maybe one or two and it was also around this time that uh Kanye and Jay-Z worked together again on Watch the Throne their hugely successful collaborative album um you know has tunes like Otis Paris Primetime so many bangers of tunes but it was at this point he became like less relatable i suppose like watch the throne was essentially about two black men making money in america which is inspiring in one sense to see how far they've come but compared to the college dropout it was that was him speaking from the top of the mountain as opposed to him speaking as he climbs the mountain i guess but yeah just that that time period for kanye was like that's when he he was like a big comeback so it was him coming back from all the scrutiny and it was uh director's fantasy was like lord is one of the best albums of all time when it came out as well it was just it's just so i can't explain it you have to listen to it you have to listen to start to finish and just the whole thing like this is where you have songs like power everyone knows power all of the lights with rihanna just legendary legendary stuff and um yeah it's just it's one of my favorite albums of all time while, while my favorite kanye album changes like every week this one maintains on my list of albums full stop as one of the best of all time just because kanye's albums are as i said earlier on so different no two are alike and um yeah it just changes all the time so after that he um he kept on the collabs he released cruel summer which is a, like a compilation album with his label good music 
good music sounded for or the good part sounded for getting out our dreams which is pretty cool it just goes back to the whole inspiring thing of Kanye he's on record of saying I don't know the quote exactly but it's something like if you're a fan of my music you're not a fan of Kanye West you're a fan of yourself that's fucking class so after the, after all these um he married Kim Kardashian had a couple of kids that was pretty cool for him. Apparently, he'd been chasing her with years, and then she was obviously engaged to that basketball player. But after this came Kanye's most, not controversial, but Kanye basically, with the whole fashion thing, so he was caught up with this thing with Nike. They were collaborating on shoes. He wanted to take it himself, and he wanted more creative control over it. The Red Octobers had been massively successful as a shoe all the hype beasts are on that straight away rightly so because as i said they're fucking unbelievable looking shoes but that went that went very badly that went south they weren't giving him the control he wanted they were trying to put him into a box which as i mentioned he doesn't do and he was um he was not a bit happy so he his next album yeezus he had cut i think uh, yeah he had cut ties at nike at this stage i think or else he was just about to yeezus is the angriest album i think i've ever heard my whole entire life and it's fucking amazing like the first song on site it starts with just noise just electronic noise like breaking down the closest i can actually compare it to so when i had to get my mri a couple of years ago i was in there and if you've ever had an mri you know how loud it is like give the earphones they don't do much but i was into it i was like i'm pretty sure kanye got inspiration for that first song about having an mri probably not actually but you know it sounded very similar um and he also collaborated with daft punk and that again um but this album was just angry there's only one song on the album that is traditional kanye i suppose that's bound to i i you probably know the song it's it's the one with the video of uh kim and kanye on the motorbike doing stuff but um yeezus is it was just such a different direction for him like coming off of my beautiful dark twist of fantasy which was like this mega album the production on it was everything was just large in your face just beautiful tunes and it was so well composed so well produced so well put together and Jesus was like a lot of people say it's like the complete opposite of that but not in like a bad way it's not like badly produced it's not badly put together it's just like a completely minimalistic album um in terms of production which but although apparently that was only like a last minute thing he brought rick rubin in a very famous producer and he strips the whole thing down apparently he'd, he cut it down from like two and a half hours long to uh i think it comes in at something like 35 40 minutes 50 minutes something like that. it's under an hour anyway and um at first it was received quite badly because i think people were just so shocked by it and taken aback but as time goes on a lot of people are putting it like it's, it's up there it's maybe top three four five of his albums but this also i suppose is inspired it inspired like more i don't want to say like mumble rappers but <coughs> excuse me it inspired kind of like you know more hardcore rap i think is the word i don't have to i don't have to correct words 
But um, yeah, it's like this. He went full. If you could, if you could put an album to what people perceive Kanye as, it's Jesus in the name itself. Jesus, like, come on. But it's like he's he's narcissistic on it. He has a song called I. I am a god, which contains just the best line ever from any Kanye song. Hurry up, my damn croissants. And he, I think he, he claimed the album to be like an attack on commercialism. Um, he talks, he has a song called New Slaves, where he's talks about, you know, slavery in a sense of commercialism, I suppose, is probably the best way to put it, actually. And... Um, yeah, it was well received from critics, but the fans at first took it, um, didn't take it badly. It just wasn't what they expected. I remember listening to it for the first time and I was like, I thought it was after getting like a dodgy download or something like that. It was it was so, so strange. But um, still, but since then has gone down as one of, one of the best, his best albums. Um, from there then, he collaborated on a couple of more songs. He did four or five seconds with Rihanna and Paul McCartney. Which is um, a big tune. I mean, it's a pretty big thing for him to do. Um, I just realised I forgot to fucking say something massively about the last album. My Beautiful Dark Twist of Fantasy is the arrival of Nicki Minaj. How did I forget to mention that? The song Monster, Nicki Minaj ate everybody alive on that tune. You probably know it. Her verse on it is legendary. How did I forget to say that? Sorry, I'm not re-recording all this. This is going to be a bit all, all over the place. It's fine. Yeah, Nicki Minaj. No Kanye, no Nicki Minaj. No Kanye, no Drake. No Kanye, no Kikudi. You can see what's going on here. No Kanye, no Taylor Swift, according to him, but I disagree with that one. Um, so he had, a, he had another couple of rough patches between Jesus and his next album. He... Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Beck. How could I forget Beck? So the Grammys, Beck won Best Album, and um, again Kanye is in Beyonce's corner. So I think he was up. He was up against Beyonce, but I don't think he didn't actually go up on the stage and take the mic for this one. He, I think he alluded to it by like standing up from his seat and walking over, but kind of playing it off as a joke. But afterwards, he he did an interview where like he completely disregarded it as being a joke and i think he i think he like demanded beck to give beyonce the award um i think he might have taken that back since and because he was saying that like beck is disrespecting artistry even though beck plays something like 12 or 13 different instruments um then after this was the launch of tidal which was um uh, streaming service which is still going not as successful but it was made by artists for artists I believe the title pays a lot more than Spotify and Apple Music which is a good thing but it just never really kind of properly took off so like this is launched with like big stars like Beyonce, Jay-Z, Rihanna I think Madonna was part of it, Chris Martin from Coldplay Nicki Minaj um, and it was still to be this big thing the only I had it for a while the only reason I had it is because Jay-Z and Beyonce exclusively had their albums. Well, Jay-Z did. I don't know what Beyonce have exclusively on it. But Jay-Z pulled all his albums from Spotify and put them onto that. And then any releases he's had since he had it, had them 
exclusively on Tidal. Um, but then I was like, I can just download all these songs. So stuck with Spotify. But I think he, all his albums are back now, thank God. Um, Kenya then played Glastonbury in um, 2015, I think it was. He headlined it. That wasn't very well received at first. Um, there was a massive petition to get him off it. Obviously, it didn't work. He played it. Played a legendary, legendary set um, at Glastonbury, but not as legendary as he did a Coachella set after. Again, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Which, if you can find any footage of that, watch it. It's, it's like, it's like the magnum opus of his magnum opus. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, yeah, insane. After this, then. The Life of Pablo, which is a funny album. Um, from The Life of Pablo on, Kenya has been spiraling in one sense, I suppose. Um, he's he's gone on a lot more rants from this. Yeah, it's 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 a messy time, but again, he's a very easy target. So Life of Pablo came out. I remember following the um, the release of this album religiously. I was so excited for this to come out. So, before it came out, he released his single All Day, which he pre- premiered at the Brit Awards in 2015, I think it was. And I'd been following that song, because some of it had leaked online, like, a year before. And it, there was so much hype. Like, it was only, like, a short snippet, but it was to the point where, like, the Kanye fan community, like, had reproduced it themselves with what was released and there was just so much excitement then like his the brit awards performance was just insane he got like a load of uh british grime stars rappers to stand behind him basically on a stage and just like mob the place say and then he did the song and it was just insane he had flamethrowers and everything was class i was so excited i remember losing my shit when that happened i was watching it live and then next came life pablo which like the release of this album was all over social media he was pulling together so many big stars for it um like i remember he like he was tweeting heavily at the time which is exciting in one sense but also extremely scary when you're a kenya fan because you don't know what he's going to say it wasn't as bad at the stage though i don't think but he'd be tweeting out like different like he the like outstanding thing from from the Pablo sessions, I suppose, in the studio, is he tweeted out a picture of just a piece of paper, but it had like a load of different signatures on it, but like all like you know unique signatures and stuff, and it was like all the artists that worked in it, anyone that had visited the studio. If you're on Twitter at the time, you probably you probably saw it. It was um it was like a big deal, and just that the whole hype for it. Then he like the release of the album, he tied it a bit into his Yeezy stuff with the clothing so he he rented out Madison Square Garden sold it out and had like a fashion show but also premiered the album at the same time and I remember watching that live that was on title I actually bought a second title subscription after my first one went out like I got my free trial or whatever, trial or whatever. Jesus Christ my throat is very dry I think this is the most I've spoken on a podcast at a break um, I hope it's alright so yeah, I watched that live and it was just incredible. But then the album never actually dropped. So the funny thing about Kanye is with his albums, 
he can leave things very very last minute um to the point actually with 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 pablo it was uh he was updating the album after it released and everything so he did the premiere everyone was like refreshing all the all the different um the different streaming platforms and nothing it was like i think it was like two or three days after the um the big event at msg that the album actually dropped but he he was like he made changes to the songs that we had heard at the at, on the live stream and then afterwards i think he took he took a verse out from someone on wolves did he take sia off wolves or something like that anyway and he ended up fixing it after the album had released so like that that was like when streaming platforms were becoming like the norm say it was around this time it was like 2015-2016 so like as opposed to if he had released it physically straight away he couldn't have made the same changes whereas like with stream platforms he can just he added a whole new song he split up songs some of them had like intro things that he split up and yeah Pablo was just like a legendary time and like he had so many artists like he had Post Malone on that album I hadn't heard of Post Malone before that um not many people had heard of Post Malone so like he he's he's really good for giving smaller artists a platform same with that uh, like with the Nicki Minaj thing Post Malone blew up after this came out uh I don't think his his contribution had as much of an impact as Nicki Minaj's verse but look at him now he's still one of the biggest artists in the world um unfortunately this is a, a time where Kanye just had um the big meltdown it was like obviously it stems from like his mother passing and stuff like that but a lot of it was he put himself under a lot of pressure because of his other stuff such as like the clothing the clothing was a big thing for him and he wants to make Yeezy into just everything I think he wants to like go into like tech around this time he had started talking about making um a video game based on his dead mother where you have to like fly her to heaven or something like that a bit weird but whatever you know obviously it was something in his head that he wanted to get out there i don't think that game ever released but it was around this time where he wanted um i think he tweeted um at mark zuckerberg to invest a billion dollars into his ideas because at this time he said that he was 53 50 something million dollars in debt um because he wanted to get his i think it was because he wanted to get his clothing off 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 the ground so much he put himself into debt and then he did his saint pablo tour which is the tour for the life of pablo and this ended up being the last tour he went on it was in 20 2016 again it was just after yeah he went straight from the album release to, to a tour and um one thing about kanye is he's he's shows are fucking crazy like this is the one where he had like the floating stage in the middle of the in the middle of the arena where like people could literally stand underneath him um and like with the easy story he had like an erupting volcano like it's just he when he does things he does them to 110 percent. but uh it was the same pablo tour where there was a stage where every night there was videos going up online from the tour of him going on these big rants like some nights he might only do a couple of songs and he went to a big rant um and i think it was in it was october november 
um, when he went on just the big, big rant, where he went off, he went off about Barack Obama, MTV, Donald Trump, Jay Z, and Beyonce. He um, alluded to the fact that Jay Z was trying to get someone to assassinate him. Uh, he was like, he was like begging at one stage. It was, it's kind of fucked up to see. It was pretty sad. He was like, uh, Jay Z, please call me. I know you got killers. Please don't send him my way or send him for my head or something like that. And um, it was just sad. Like he was, ha- he was, ha- he was basically having like nightly public breakdowns. And then because he is such an easy target, the media ate that shit up. The media were loving it. They loved bashing him over it, which is sad. Um, and he ended up canceling the rest of the tour. Got himself checked in to a medical center. Um, and then it came out that I think it was after that he came out to do his bipolar. Um, oh, but before that, yeah, he was, he went on a couple of more things. This is when his friendship with Donald Trump came into play, which was just a weird time. Um, he's still very much a fan of Kanye West or a fan of Donald Trump, sorry. Um, taking pictures of him wearing the MAGA hats. He said that Trump had dragon energy. I don't know what that means. Um, and then, like, I don't know. It was just a weird thing. It was just a really, really weird thing that... I think he was doing it... Like, I think Kanye's reasoning behind that is that he didn't want anyone to tell him how to think. So, Donald Trump, pretty fucking racist. Kanye was felt like he was being put into a box by society, I think. That as a black man, he needs to support Hillary Clinton and Democrats so he saw that as as a challenge I guess like I think he meant well and he still does like I think he still means well with that it's it's more about unity for him where he wants to like show people that like you don't have to be put into box A or box B so he did that and uh yeah it was just uh not great not great I think he said I think back then he also wanted to run for president in 2016 as well but obviously that never happened and apparently he's running this year too but I don't think that'll happen either I kind of hope it doesn't I, I, he's a, he's the most he's the best artist we've ever seen I still believe that but as a president I respect the fact that he he, he wants to do everything he can but there's some things you probably shouldn't do so um, after all this you know he took his Took his time off to get himself mentally well again. He ended up buying a ranch in Wyoming, um, which produced more legendary studio sessions. So he released his album Yay, uh, which, like, you know, the whole last minute thing for the life of Pablo when he was mixing songs just before it came out and then added some after. For Ye, on the way to the listening party, where the album was to be officially, like, released and stuff, he was recording lines and he took the picture of the cover for the album on his way there in a car. He took pictures of mountains and just wrote over it, I hate being bipolar, it's awesome, or something like that. And um, those studio sessions, I, I remember following that too, because it was... Um, people because it was all in wyoming people were like tracking flights and everything of people who were going there work working on albums or working on the album and um 
it was just, it's always exciting when Kanye makes an album. It's all, as a fan, it's always exciting. People, there's so many like predictions, so many people just like a lot of it's bullshit. A lot of people are coming up with like theories and what's going to happen with the album. But it's, it's always exciting to follow. Um, and it was it was at this time actually he was working on he was working on a couple of albums. He had like a summer where he just put out albums like not all for himself so he put out yay put out kids he goes to kid cootie i'll talk about that in a minute it's a fucking amazing album did an album for nas push a tease daytona came out of those sessions which is probably the best rap album that came out that year and he did one with did he work on something with tiana taylor as well i think he produced an album for her there too so like it was like but these were released like over the space of like five or six weeks in June of that year, which was 2018, I want to say. 2017, 2018. Or was it 2017? Either one of them. Um, between like June and July or May and June or something like that, there was like an album every week. It was class. But um, so yeah, he released Yeah and that, which was his most personal album, I think. Because, you know, he talks all about the, the whole mental health thing being diagnosed with bipolar he talks about how bipolar is his superpower he uses it to his advantage um he was off his meds so obviously when he got diagnosed with bipolar he's put on medication which he said that it the medication blocks his creative process which is totally someone at his level with his kind of artistry that's fair enough um you know it's a shame to have someone as creative as him have that blocked. So, um, yeah, him coming off meds puts him into states where he goes on these rants, where he says stuff completely erratically. Um, but, you know, if it causes him to make the art that he wants to, then fair enough, who's, 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 who's to stop him? Because I, I can't imagine it'd be much good for his mental health if he's, if he's making albums not at his 100% because he's a perfectionist. Like, he's a complete perfectionist. He's cancelled so many albums like at like zero hour because he wasn't happy with them or he's postponed albums at the last minute. But um, yeah, it was like a good release for him. It was a good release for him. It let people understand what was going on in his life. He got the sympathy from the people um oh he still said a lot of stupid stuff i think it was around this time where he said that slavery was a choice which i think was taken out of context but it was still a stupid thing to say um yeah that kind of stuff but it was a great album then kids see ghosts is just an um, incredible album can you and kid Cootie come together so they had a bit of beef off the pablo tour i think um Kanye had said something or Cootie had said something and they uh, had a bit of back and forth. They made up and then made this album and it's one of Kanye's best. It's um, Again, it, it focuses a lot on mental health because both of them have suffered with that. So it's nice that they're like normalizing it, I suppose, um, through their music and the tunes on it are banger. And another amazing album. From there, uh, Kanye found God, which it's fine good for Kanye alright good for Kanye he feels that Jesus and God and all that kind of stuff has led him in the right directions I just think 
that he he could have just not done that now okay sunday service sessions has come from that every sunday for like all of last year and they're starting to come back now again since the pandemic um he gathers together with he has his own choir sunday service choir i think they're called and they're amazing he usually like remixes other hip-hop songs but with like a gospel thing and i am a bit of a sucker for gospel music the only reason i have an issue with can you finding jesus is because i think he's better not doing gospel music even though his gospel music is incredible um so they were coming and then he he had announced yandy that was 2018 sorry this is before the sunday service sessions i'm trying to get my timelines right because there's just so much he announced yandy assuming a playoff Gandhi the same way he did with Jesus and Jesus. Um, he announced it in the in September of 2018, he announced it, and he announced that it was like literally dropping in like a couple of days, and he had like a little trailer and everything, and it never came, never dropped. It was supposed to drop in like 23rd or 29th or something out of September. But he had said... He said he was pushing it off until November. Was, I think it was Black Friday. He actually said he was going to dropping it on. And then the hype just built. Like the hype around that. It dropped because he didn't actually officially announce that it wasn't dropping until like a couple of days after it was supposed to. So like people were staying up all night long. Refreshing all the streaming services. Waiting for something to happen. It never did. Um, this is before he found Jesus. So Yandy. November 23rd came again. Postponed it indefinitely. Then, nearly a year later, in August of last year, he announced that he was, um, his next album was going to be called Jesus is King. So, at this point, a lot of stuff from Yandy had leaked. And I maintain that if he had stuck with Yandy, released it the way that these leaks are coming and the reworks are coming, it would be his best album. It's amazing. But what he, he ended up doing is finding Jesus, as I have said. And he said that he's no longer doing the type of music he did before so like he's not swearing his music anymore not talking about whatever bitches and hoes all that kind of stuff and he's just focusing it on christian stuff which it's a waste it really is a waste jesus is king he reworked a load of the yandy songs and made them worse um in particular his song use this gospel which is a good song it's a great song i as i said i like gospel music i, th- I think that jesus is king is a great album it's nowhere near his best but it's a really good album. It's a solid album. But it what just plays in my mind is how much better it could have been if he did the Andy. So Use This Gospel is a great tune. But it, originally it was um songs called The Law of Attraction. And I think just the lyrics and just the way it's put together in the original, which has leaked hundreds of times since, um, are so much better. So much, so much better. But I remember to release that again, like... um. He said it was releasing on the 29th of September. Which it didn't release then. But he he was doing all these listening sessions. So he's still doing his Sunday service. And I was actually in New York at the time. I'll never forget it. So he, he announced that he was doing a listening session in a theatre. Which is pretty near to where I was staying. And I was like, I need to try to get these tickets. Because so, they were free tickets. And I, I was coming back from um, a New York Giants game on a bus. And it was just as the tickets were going online and I was like refreshing, refreshing, refreshing and we hit a tunnel and my service dropped and I missed the tickets. I, oh my God, I was so upset. 
um, I ended up missing it but uh, there's, uh, people who were at that were saying that a lot of it was like the original a lot of the original stuff that he, he pulled a lot from this album which was um, a bit disappointing um, the album ended up dropping in November I think or October sorry October dropped along with a film um, and then in the same year oh yeah in the same year he used his choir to release Jesus is Born. So Jesus is King is all album. Jesus is Born is the choir. Which didn't feature him at all. I think he probably produced it a bit. But um, that was lovely. It came out on Christmas Day. I still listen to some of those songs. Um, as I said. I'm a bit of a sucker for gospel music. I just wish Kanye would go up more towards what Yandy was supposed to be. And that's us almost caught up. Hang on. Let me check what we're at. We're at over an hour. This is my longest podcast ever. If you're still listening to this, well done. I feel like a lot of that's a mess. I'm not going back editing it. Um, so we're up to now. Okay, we're up to now. We're no, we're nearly there. Bear with me. We are up to now. Kanye thinks he's running for president this year. Um, maybe he is, but he's not officially on the ballot, which I think is a bad idea. He said some more controversial stuff, but he's a very mentally ill man. He's he he's an easy target for people. Um, and he supposedly has an album coming soon titled Donda, named after his mother, which again, everything just ties back to this. Um, it was supposed to, he did the same thing as he did with Yandy. He announced a release date and then once the release date came, nothing happened. But this time he hasn't said anything about it. He's just like ignoring the fact that um, that he rele- that he announced that he's releasing an album. Like He announced it like a couple of days beforehand. But uh, there's been no leaks come from that, I don't think. A couple of people who had been working who's working, again, people are, like, tracking flights out to Wyoming, um, a couple of people who are working on it have been, like, tweeting, like, cryptic stuff, but I think they're just chasing clout, they're, like, smaller artists who obviously have their own music coming out as well, who are working with Kanye, but they don't know any release dates, I don't think, I actually don't think with Kanye works on the album, anyone knows release date except for Kanye, and even I don't think he's, he's too certain every time, um, so that should be coming soon, I was kind of hoping it would be out at this stage. It could be tomorrow. It could also not be. It's been like over a month now since it was supposed to drop. So that's where we're at now with Kanye. Donda, hopefully coming soon. He also said that he was doing um, a Jesus is King 2, but with Dr. Dre and like having artists feature on it. Apparently Anderson Pack is featuring on a song. I think, I don't know if it's, is it a new album or a rework of the original Jesus is King, which uh, would be exciting. Dr. Dre on that would be class because uh, he released, Kanye released Wash Us in This Blood, which... I don't know, is it a uh, single from Donda or not? And I, I think, did, did Dr. Dre produce on that? But that was a great song. So I, I, I'm I, hoping he moves away from the gospel, the pure gospel stuff. While it is great, I don't want him to put himself into the box that he's been avoiding for so for so long by just having, like, one, one like, singular uh, music type going forward and just do Christian gospel stuff. I hope he still mixes it up a bit, which I think he will. And I think there's a couple of cutaways from Yandy are going to be used on this, hopefully in their ori- in their original state. But um, yeah, that was exhausting. If you're still listening, I thanks because I'm not going back editing. I I don't know. I might have missed missed messed up some things. There might be some long pauses. I don't know. I went into a state of flow there, um, and I probably missed the point. I said I wasn't going to go biographical, but I literally just did a bio like a biography on Kenya's albums. Basically what it boils down to, Kanye has been so influential 
nor can you know Drake, nor can you know Kikuri, nor can you know Nicki Minaj, nor can you know Young Thug, all these new new wave rappers. Um, he just has inspired a lot with his music because he changes it every time and he doesn't ex- accept anything less than the best, than the West. I'm sorry. Okay, let's wrap this up. I need to I need to have a glass of water and and rest my throat. Fuck me. If you're still listening, thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, so my audio program just told me that there might have been some of that lost. I really hope it's not because I'm not, I'm not listening to all of it again. I don't care. I'm too lazy for that. This is au naturel. Um, again, if you're still listening, thanks. Let me know what you think. I'm, I'm anticipating this to have the biggest drop off of any episode I've had so far because usually I keep it kind of short and precise, concise, whatever the word is. Um, so I'm going to dedicate this to my friend Owen, who's been nagging on to me since I started the podcast. He wants longer episodes. There you go. It's about your favourite artist, Kanye. Uh, Kanye's not his favourite artist at all. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for listening. I, 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 I think I had more to say in the outro, but I've forgotten it because I didn't expect that to go on for so long. Um, there's no video on this. I, I'm, I'm cutting the video, I think, because I just feel like when I'm doing a video, just my setup, I think video works fine when you have a guest or when you have like kind of a studio session, but I'm literally at my desk. And it's a one-man thing. And I feel like I focus too much on... Like, what I'm recording now with just a microphone, I know there's no camera on me, I'm literally just, like, laying back, just talking, vibing. Whereas when I have video, I'm like, I have to focus more on, like, being in the right position in terms of the camera, all that kind of stuff. So, And also, I, when I was doing it for the video and I tested that... <clears throat> excuse me, my throat is killing me from that, lads. Um... I was using the same program I used to stream, but when I'm streaming, I put a filter thing on the mic so it, it only picks up over a certain amount of decibels. I think that's the right word for it. But so basically, like, because if I'm streaming with no filters on and no cap on it, like a noise gate kind of a thing, it picks up like the clicking from the controller, which is quite annoying. And then um, when I'm recording the podcast, I need it. I need to not have that filter on, so I have to take it off. Then when I when I set it up again after the last time, it took me ages to get it right again for the stream. And um, yeah, and I I just think more people listen to it on on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So that's why video's gone. Eventually, maybe if this blows up a bit more or something, and I end up getting a co-host or something, I don't know. I have no plans on doing that anytime soon, but you know, down the line, if that happens, if if this becomes a bigger thing, then yeah, I, probably, I might go back to video and, and get a better production behind it, but now I just don't have, I just don't have the, there's no need for it, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, speaking of streaming, I've started streaming Fall Guys recently on Twitch. Um, if you haven't seen that game, look it up. It's So it's, it's like a battle royale, where it's like 60 people all against each other, but it's not like your typical shooter. It's like a Takeshi's Castle kind of a... Uh, game show kind of a thing and it's so much fun i've been streaming that and i'm having a blast doing it so if you want to tune into that i'm streaming i'm streaming a lot less now because i'm working on other things but i'm still streaming at least once a week i want to get up to like twice three times a week at least um if and then more sometimes it, it, it it'll vary week to week like depending on what i'm doing and stuff but um it's fun so that's twitch.tv forward slash gilroy's world and i yeah i'm gonna leave it there check out my new podcast good news tuesdays it's um there's more planning involved in this one it's less rambly 
and it's just a good good vibey time good news tuesdays um if you enjoyed this episode feel free to leave us a like or a rating even not a like my brain has gone to my brain worms are taking over now um share it with your if you have any kenya fans share it with them see what they think if you're still listening if you want to give me any feedback let me know i i think episodes this long will be rare i can't see myself doing one this long anytime soon but who knows i didn't think this would be this long so that could change um i'm at gilbert's world everywhere if you want to get in touch hit me up if you have anything you want me to talk about uh that would be wonderful and i hope you have a great rest of day rest of week whatever i hope this uploads too because my internet's been very spotty since that storm so knowing my luck um this won't even be fucking uploaded no it will it will you'll be you'll be listening to this if you're still listening that is i I don't think many of you will be um prove me wrong though feel free to prove me wrong tweet me at gilroy's world you fucking idiot of course i'm still listening or something i don't know thank you so much for listening i appreciate you and um i'll be back next tuesday with good news tuesdays and the gilroy's world podcast will return to you this day two weeks have a good one folks stay safe wear a mask wear a fucking mask please wear a mask i was on the train last week or week before and people just weren't wearing masks and somebody had the their logic behind it was sure um i'm only breathing the bad air into myself anyway that can't be good for you really wear a mask thanks for listening i appreciate you now i'm looping okay good luck bye